I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. What is going on, people? This episode of My Basketball Cards, we are still rolling through the 1976-77 Tops Basketball Cards series. This card is very unique. Before we talk about it, big shout out to the theme song singer, Paris Alexa. Check her out. Too Real is her album. You can hear it on all streaming platforms. One of the greatest artists of today. And... We got my guy Nate Milton who does this show intro. I appreciate him so much for that. Now, on to this. Um, this card right here is a basketball player who many of you probably have never heard of, especially if like you don't know anything about 1970s basketball. We are talking about the NBA before the NBA boom, right? And the stars of that time period who have many have been forgotten. But you know his daughter. If you were a music fan, especially like in the early 2000s, all right, if you were a music fan during the early 2000s, there were um, about four recording artists, women, up and coming, who were like the talk of the time, right? One of those, of course, is Beyonce. She was with Destiny's Child at the time. People were expecting big things from her. Another was Lauren Hill. Remember her? She was doing her thing, dominating, winning Grammys. Another was Alicia Keys. Um, you know, she was doing her thing, uh, brand new, you know what I'm saying, at the time. And another was India Ari. Y'all remember her? India Ari, Acoustic Soul was her first album. And no, this is not a podcast about music, even though I love me some music. It's really about basketball cards, but this is her father. NDRE became a Grammy Award winning multi-platinum recording artist, um, you know, did some TV spots here and there, a little acting, um, but more so known for her music, uh, just uh, became a big star in the music world and very um, critically acclaimed as well. Her dad in the 70s, was an all-star basketball player in the ABA and also played in the NBA as well. And his name is Ralph Simpson. Now, we know who Ralph Sampson is. He was a big star in the 80s, became a Hall of Famer, uh, helped lead the Houston Rockets to the finals with Akeem Olajuwon, part of the Twin Towers and all that good stuff. But that ain't who we're talking about. We're talking about Ralph Simpson. Ralph Simpson was a shooting guard and small forward, six foot five, 
I always thought Indy Ari was tall. I don't know. I've never seen her in person, I don't think. Um, I think she's tall. But her dad was six foot five, and he uh, was born August 10th, 1949, in Detroit, Michigan. Okay? He attended Pershing in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan has so many talented basketball players who have come out of that area. Um, actually, the state of Michigan has so many talented basketball players who have come out and uh, become great NBA stars. And I'm just trying to look at a list of people from the state of Michigan real quick that I can, uh, you know, help prove my point. Um, George Gervin, Devin Booker, who currently plays, um, Chris Weber, Magic Johnson, Rudy Tomjanovich um, is from Michigan, Jalen Rose, Steve Smith. Uh, the list goes on and on of so many talented players. Kenyon Martin from the state of Michigan. Dan Marley, remember Thunder Dan from back in the day. Chris Kamen, um, Maurice Taylor, just so many talented players. I can go on and on and on about the players from the state of Michigan. Um, but Ralph Simpson is a part of that heritage um, out of Detroit as my phone continues to buzz. Um, but just to let you know, he started his career with the Denver Nuggets and played most of his career with the Denver Nuggets. And in the ABA, he was a five-time All-Star. Um, his first year, 1970-71, after he started Michigan State, he shows up with Denver Averages 14.2 points per game. Um, but his second year, man, he took flight. He averaged 27.4 points in the ABA as a 22-year-old in his second year. He really showed up and showed out. Um, that was his biggest scoring season that year. And his biggest game during that season was um, he had two games, actually, where he scored 43 points. Uh, he scored over 40 or 40 points or more that season seven times. Actually, eight times. Eight times. NERE's daddy scored over 40 points in an ABA game, uh, scoring 43 two times. He was just an amazing scorer and just it showed that year. Um, the next year, he averaged 23 points per game, once again with Denver. And... Um, Overall, in his ABA time, he averaged 20.4 points per game in six ABA seasons, and that was 487 games. So it was no fluke that he was a really, really good scorer. At 26 years old, he, he wrapped up his final ABA season as the league merged with the NBA, and the Denver Nuggets was one of the few teams that survived the merger. It was only like Indiana, San Antonio, Denver, and uh, maybe one other team that I can't think of right now that survived the NBA merger. And um, he didn't actually come over with the Nuggets. The Nuggets came over, but he went to Detroit. And after uh, leaving Denver, um, Ralph Simpson went from being a star to more of a role player with the Detroit Pistons. Not quite sure what happened, uh, but he became a role player. And, um, you know, he was a big star at Michigan State. His, um, so his in 1970, averaged 29 points per game. Um, so you figure, okay, he's going to go to Detroit. They love him there. It's home, and he'll be the man. Well, it didn't quite happen that way. 
Um, he played 77 games his first year in Detroit, and that's the year that these cards are based out of, which um, it's kind of wild that, you know, he didn't get that. He didn't blossom in Detroit. I don't know what it what it was. Maybe it was an injury. I don't know. It's something I got to do some research on. Um, however, in 76, 77, the Detroit Pistons actually did make the playoffs, which um, Detroit wasn't really a basketball powerhouse at the time. They were 44 and 38 that season, and they lost in the first round of the Western Conference Finals to the Golden State Warriors. Um, on that Detroit team, you did have some talent, actually. Um, just want to look real quick and see what Ralph Simpson averaged as a playoff performer with Detroit. He averaged eight points per game. He only played one game during that series as well. Um, but on that Detroit team, along with Ralph Simpson, you did have um, Marvin Barnes, who's a player that we are definitely going to talk about during this series. Um, he's just, wow, uh, <laughs> interesting character. Um, also on that team, ML Carr, who later played for the Celtics. Uh, Chris Ford, who later played for the Celtics, was on that team as well. Bob Lanier uh, was the guy on that team. Um, he had a few injuries that year, played 64 games, but he averaged 25 points per game. But um, also, you know, everybody else, it was pretty much like a collective effort. You know, ML Carr, 13 a game. Chris Ford, 13 a game. Rob Simpson, 11 a game. So, you know, it wasn't like, um, you know, a bunch of world beaters, but they all were pretty solid. Um, Kevin Porter was a point guard, too. He was a good point guard in his time. Um, so, yeah, you know, after that, his 11 points per game, that was his biggest season in the NBA as far as scoring is concerned. After that, uh, he only averaged double figures one more time in his NBA career, and his NBA career was over. Uh, during the 1979-80 season was his last year. He played eight games for the New Jersey Nets at the age of 30. Uh, played his final game. Um, what was that? Uh, November 3rd. Uh, 1979, so he didn't even make it into the 1980 portion of the season, um, and he scored one point on a free throw against and a loss against Atlanta. Um, he had two games over double figures that year, so yeah, he kind of went out with a whimper. Um, even though you know he he did have some big time performances and big time seasons uh, in the ABA. And um, let's see, didn't win a championship, uh, made it to the finals in 1976 where they lost to Julius Irving and the New York Nets. That was the final ABA championship. And during that round, he averaged 16.8 points and 4.3 rebounds and 5.2 assists. So he played some good basketball in the, in the last ABA final. Um. You know, usually they talk about, they got these lists for the greatest ABA players of all time. And um, I'm kind of surprised he's not on there um, on the ones that I see. But he definitely was um, respected and as good of a guard that there was. He was a three-time All-League selection. Uh, first team All-League in 1975-76. Second team All-League in 71-72 and 72-73. Um, 
just want to look and see. So when the Nets came to, when the Nuggets came to the NBA after the merger of the NBA and ABA, um, he was a part of a three-team trade that sent him to Detroit. So he went to Detroit. The Boston was a part of the trade. They traded Paul Silas to the Nuggets. And the Pistons traded Curtis Rowe to the Celtics. Not Curtis Blow. I know we're talking about music artists in this episode. Curtis Blow is a rapper. Curtis Rowe was a basketball player. And he got sent to the Celtics. And um, so that's how that trade worked out. And then he was traded uh, by the Pistons back to the Nuggets um, in 78 for Jim Price. Uh, and a 1979 first-round draft pick, which ended up being Phil Hubbard. Okay, so he was traded back to the Nuggets. So he actually did go back to the Nuggets um, in that season. When he went back to the Nuggets, he was a role player. He played 32 games, averaged 5.5 points per game. Uh, after being with the Nuggets, he went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and he was traded again um, by the Nuggets with Bobby Jones in a 1984 first-round draft pick, which ended up being Leon Wood. Leon Wood actually uh, is a referee now, or at least he was recently. I'm not sure if he retired yet or not, but I know he's an NBA referee. Uh, so many of you who pay attention to the current NBA product probably hear Leon Wood as a ref, and that's him. Um, for He was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for George McGinnis. And a 1978 first-round draft pick, which ended up becoming Mike Evans. In uh, that was August 1978. In February 1979, he was traded by the 76ers with Harvey Catchings and Cash to the New Jersey Nets for Eric Money, what a name, and Al Skinner. And then in 1979, November 13th, 1979, he was waived by the Nets, and there was his NBA career. Um, like I said, father of India RE, uh, one of the um, better uh, soul artists, and it's not a lot of. I, I, this is a subject for probably another podcast, but we talk about soul music. It's not the same anymore. A lot of people think just because you're black and you sing that you're soulful, but that's not the case. Um, not all R and B, not all. Black music, quote unquote, is soul music, and soul music has a feel to it. And India, India Re definitely was soulful, and um, and is soulful. She's not dead; she's still with us, um, and a very talented performer. So a lot of talent runs in that family. Um, I think a thing that I found is that. In a certain time period, Common's dad uh, played in Denver. Let's see, 1969-70, Common's dad played in Denver for the Denver Rockets. Okay, that was the ABA franchise. Then in 1970-71, India Ari's dad played for the Denver Rockets. They were the Rockets at first, and they became the Nuggets, okay? So, 69-70, Common's dad. 70-71 was India Ari's dad. Um, And then, let me check, because there's another guy, Walter Pyatowski. 
also played the same uh, year that Common's dad, Common's dad's name was Lonnie Lynn. Walter Pietowski played alongside Lonnie Lynn in Denver uh, during the 69-70 season. And um, he was done, like he didn't play in 70-71 and then he played for Florida in 71-72. But Walter Pietowski is the father of Eric Pietowski who played in the NBA. So if you put all this together, in 69-70-71, during that time period, over two seasons, Common's dad played basketball in Denver. NBA uh, guard Eric Pyatowski, or he was a forward maybe, his dad played in Denver, and NDRE's dad played in Denver. All within a two-year period. Like, what's the odds that... Um, Three guys that played basketball in a city uh, would one would give birth to another NBA player, another would give um, would 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 um, be well one would be the father of the mothers give birth right one would be the father of an NBA player another would be the father of a Grammy Award Oscar winning rapper <laughs> and another and like what's rap in nineteen sixty nine seventy it doesn't exist in the form that we know it today right. And then another one will be um, the father of a Grammy-winning singer. And they're all in that city during that time period. So that's pretty cool. I always thought that that was unique when I found out who Ralph Simpson was. And as I was going through these cards at Hartman's, um, I have a a few card shops I go to in Columbus, Ohio. And as I was going through the cards, um, I saw Ralph Simpson. I said, wait a second. This might be Indiari's dad, and he looks like her, and she looks like him, I should say, and um, it it was, and so I'm like, man, I got to snatch this card up. So it's real cool um, that to have this card just for the sake of being an Indiari fan and learning about her father, who in his day was a star, you know what I'm saying? And I heard still like had a mansion in Denver when she was growing up, allegedly. That's what I heard. So this was fun. Um a little long, but fun. So thank you all for listening to this episode for of my basketball cards. And uh, we will be coming with more players from the 76-77 season very soon. Thank you.